Resuming. We heard. World. Order. Broadcast. Dynatherms connected. Initiating broadcast signal in... Gentlemen and Knights of the Nerd World Order, this is the Nerd World Order broadcast. I am the man that you call Dukes, and to my right, it's all about the... Booyah! What's up? It's your boy, Joe, baby. And to my other, other right, weighing in at 178 adamantium-filled pounds, Alfonso X. Van Flores. I'm the best here at what I do, and what I do is very nice. Ooh. X-Man, bring him back a classic line. Love it. Absolutely love it. So today, ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, we are going to be discussing a movie that came out last week, uh, took in the $67 million domestically, and was the top movie beating out Halloween Ends, a couple of movies I never heard of, and Smile. We're going to be discussing Black Adam, and I'm going to do my best not to call it Shazam. Uh, this movie, I am super, I was super excited about, and I cannot wait to get into this spoiler-filled, turn it off now, because the spoilers are coming. Joe just muted his mic, because he's, he's getting revved up with all the spoilers. This will be a spoiler-filled review. So if you haven't watched it, that's on you, bro. Give you a week. But come back if you don't want to be spoiled and enjoy this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. I'm going to turn it over to the X-Man. X-Man, uh, initial thoughts on Black Adam. Um, you know, my initial thoughts, I was excited to see it. You know, The Rock is an imposing figure. He's a comic book character, you know, all in himself right there, right? So all he had to do is throw on some spandex. It didn't matter which one he was. He was going to do, he was going to look the part, right? He is a superhero. Um I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. I love Shazam. I was super stoked to see this. And hopefully one day those two can meet up. I like that. Joe, you're a DC fan, but from what I remember, yeah, our conversations over the past few weeks, you were not too excited because DC has been in a slump. What did you think going into Shazam? Like, well, ah, take a shot. Yeah, boom. Oh. Shot, 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 shots. Everybody. Um, everybody, no, I'm joking. Um, so like, I wasn't too hyped up about it. I knew, I mean, it was very action filled, but that's what a rock movie is all about it's just non stop action. Um, I was because DC has been coming pretty good because you know they had the Suicide Squad and then they have Peacemaker. So, I mean, they've had they put out some good stuff prior to. Black Adam, so I wasn't, I still wasn't kind of hyped up because, you know, Phase 4, we keep talking about how much of a letdown it is. So, like, if Marvel's letting you down, like, DC's been done let you down, so I wasn't too hyped up for this movie going into watching it. I was, uh, I'll say pretty hesitant to go into the movie because I was hoping for the best, but right before the movie came out, all the critics and their name 
Their job description says what they do. All the critics got together and said 40%. Mm. So I was like, oh, man, see, I, I don't know. I'm, it looks pretty good, and I, I have faith in The Rock, but 40%. And I was watching the movie. I kept thinking to myself, okay, when's it going to reach that point where it just gets, like, really bad and it jumps the shark? Because mm-hmm. I'm enjoying this movie. Yeah. And I why I was like, oh, I think it's almost over. And I, I haven't reached that point where I'm like, oh, this is awful. And mm-hmm. the movie was over. And I was like, dang, that was that was good. That's not 40 percent. That's like I think if I were an audience member, I'd give it 90 percent because that's yeah. what me and my fellow audience members gave it. 90 percent. I actually gave it five nerd flags. Yeah, I thought it was a great movie. I am looking forward to any incarnation of a sequel that they give us, whether it be versus your man, Henry Cavill, Mm. or whether it be versus the greatest superhero of all time, uh, one time beating out Superman for sales in comic books. So DC had to sue the makers of Captain Marvel in order to have better sales than Captain Marvel, Plaza Comics. I know I ramble because I love Shazam. Anyway, yeah, I'm super excited for any form of sequel. Uh, let me ask you guys. Joe talked about the action. He knew he was going to get action. What do you think overall the action? How would you rate it compared to other superhero movies? No, um, I mean the action was nonstop. It was it was great. You know they <laughs> uh, they were there were things blowing up. You know, people being thrown. It was it was pretty hilarious. You know, for a sadistic person, and um, I guess I fell into that category that day. X man, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in and agree on one thing: is that uh, the action, at least the first part, was sadistic. It's a good way to describe it. I described it as like Mortal Kombat kills. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, for for that opening scene, it was like Black Adam was raiding. And he was using his electricity powers and he had the powers of the gods and Mm -hmm. it was just really cool. So, you know, I I really like the action in the opening. I like the fight scenes between Hawkman and uh, Adam Smasher and Cyclone. I thought Cyclone was kind of a, she was a peripheral, peripheral, peripheral character in that I felt like she really didn't give much to the fighting or the melee. Mm Mm-hmm. So I really didn't care much for her. And then Dr. Fate, it's like, wow, this dude, he had some pretty cool powers. Now, granted, as I was watching the fights, I was like, man, why are they going to let him do something that Dr. Strange did? Like, why? You could have done anything else. Why Uh did you have to do that? But the action was pretty, pretty intense, and I loved it. Joe? The action was pretty good. So, I mean... If you look at the previous DC movies, there's not that much action. I mean, there's a little bit of action, but it's not that much action. And so, like, see, let me paint a picture to the audience because they don't know what I'm looking at. I'm staring at a guy that has a pick in his hair, and he doesn't have a fro. And he refuses to grow the fro out. And he's just mocking me as I'm talking. And he's just staring at me with a pick looking straight at me. It's kind of very hard to concentrate. Now... If you like and subscribe to this video, hashtag free the fro. It's got to come back. Free the fro. Stop segregating the fro from coming out. Be a racist towards the fro, bro. Let it go. 
and he, and he begins to use it again. So <laughs> what I like about this action is if you, if you look at the other DC movies, there's some action, but not that much. Where it's where this movie has nothing but action from the beginning to the end. And I feel Rock had looked at the previous DC movies and said, we got to do something different. And if you look at the, the newest Marvel movies that have been coming out, there's there's some action, but it isn't any action. We're like, man, that's a good fight scene. Oh, that's that's cool. It made the uh, it made the uh, story go along as as this movie did right here. Each fight scene was a purpose, and the special effects, like to Alan's point, man, it was really good. I mean, DC was doing they couldn't even do a fake mustache touch up, and you know, the rock floating in the air was believable. Hawkman was believable. Everything was there. And Cyclone, like, I get your point where, like, there's not so much. It seems like all she did was, like, there for, like, looks because it, was, it did look good. Like, she was flying through the air and stuff. But it also, what I like about this movie, it establishes new characters. So you can move forward to have the same characters that you introduce into other movies. Like, for instance, Cyclone, you can tell she's very smart. She's fitting the computer and stuff like that. And then, of course, you have, like, Adam. He's pretty much like an Ant-Man kind of like humor guy that gets big and stuff. So, I mean, and then Hawkman is kind of like the leader now, so, you know, so it's it's the dynamic between the two worked very well. And The Rock did very well introducing new characters to this movie. And you could tell he put a lot of thought in it. He He's coming for Marvel. He's coming for Kevin Feige. That's what I think. I have to agree with you 100% because I didn't feel like Adam Smasher or uh, Cyclone contributed much to the movie, mm-hmm. but I found them both to be very interesting. Right. And I don't think I get that with a lot of other movies where I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. you know what? These are like kind of like when, when we talked about She-Hulk, right? You have these yeah. peripheral characters and you'd be willing to see them in other stuff. I think mm-hmm. if you step back and you look at like, let's say the last Marvel movies that have come out like love and mm-hmm. thunder or, uh, you know, multiverse of madness. None of the peripheral characters really made you say, okay, I might want to see more of them. Even let's talk about America Chavez. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see America Chavez movie. And she was like one of the main <laughs> characters, right? Right. So you're so right. So little contribution to the mm-hmm. fights. Yeah. But they left a really good impact. So I agree. Right. The rock did take his time and, put in the right amount of character development because because you need with the marvel nucleus you have a very smart person that's running the stuff right and so with her she's very intelligent and she can work the computer and stuff like that so it's like okay you, you could tell she's going to be the one like if we do it this way this is going to happen you know and then you have dr fate which to your point like even though they did use some of the stuff that Doctor Strange had did with the multiple versions of himself, I actually like, you know, Doctor Fate's a lot better because they used more. It was more of like, and you know, and even uh, Hawkeye, Hawkman ended up using it, the same thing. So it's it's pretty cool in that sense. And then of course, like Noah, who they played Adam, he's 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 brand new. He messes up all the time, and so now you know. Okay, I can't wait to see him the next time because the next time he's got to show some growth. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's, I like that whole dynamic with that. I'm kind of hyped up about that actually. So X-Men, uh, you know, Hawkman, we could say similar to Angel and the X-Men. What'd you think of Hawkman <laughs> overall? Oh, uh, he looked really good, man. Impressive wingspan. 
That's a quote yeah. from uh, Toy Story. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, he looked good. He, he had the mace. I loved how it, like, you know, had the retractable uh, spines on it. So that worked out really well. Uh, Adam Smasher, he was he was a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, you got to have a little bit of heart in that movie because there yeah. was so there wasn't, I wouldn't say there was a character with a lot of heart other than the skateboarding kid who was just like kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. But Adam Smasher was, was, you know, he was the one that kind of, Lighten the team up a little bit, you know. Yeah. Cyclone, she did. She looked great, you know. Uh, looked like Storm a little bit, you know, with all the wind and everything. Um, and with her, I think she was like the the most contribution to uh, color in the entire movie because everything was, you know, darker, bleaker, you know. And she just had all the greens and the pinks and mm-hmm. the reds, and so that was pretty cool. You know, you got to have a little bit of there. Um, Alfie, let me ask you a question. Yes. Do you yes, think sir. that you think they did that on purpose because of the dark tone that DC movies always have? I think so. I think that was just something to, you know, just take that edge off just a little bit, you know? And then, yeah, Dr. Fate, man, he looked, he looked really good. Pierce Bronson, you know, he did an amazing job because mm-hmm. Dr. Fate's definitely not a young man and for mm-hmm. the most part, but uh, you know, when he's got the helmet on, he's somebody else completely different. So that's not a big deal. Uh, it, he he looked great, you know. Every every time yeah. I saw him, I'm like, man, this is right out of the comic book. This is yeah. Perfect. And he, you know, he, the way he was, he, he had the mirror verse going on. He had he had the multiple personality disorder. You know, of course, I'm thinking X Men. I'm like, oh man, if they could do this, they could do multiple man so good. In the next, you know, in the upcoming X Men movie, I'm gonna be stoked about that. Uh, yeah, it it was it was a good movie. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, did you guys see? Did you guys have any downfalls with the movie at all? I did have one, and I felt like the movie... Okay, two, two. The first one is there was a element, mineral, metal, that could be used to channel magic, right? And it was mm-hmm. used to create the, the crown. Mm-hmm. So they had to dig really hard to find this mineral. They had people digging in pits and everything like that. I understand with innovation, like, okay, uh, you know, now, hey, we can just take it out of the ground. But it just seemed like they went from having very little to just having it everywhere, right? Like, it was used in the motorcycles or the hover cycles. It was used in the the bombs and the military equipment. And who was making it? Like, who? Okay, if if you're in uh, Kahar, I know I'm pronouncing that wrong, Mm -hmm. but if you're in Kahar, right? And these mercenaries are basically going to your land to steal everything. And I, I really love the undertones that they have with uh, imperialism, colonialism, uh, America's stance on like, hey, we're only going to go to your country to try to defend it when it benefits us. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love that idea. And I love that they pointed that out. But anyway, yeah. how, how is it like, OK, who's digging this mineral if People are coming there to take your mineral mm-hmm. and basically take over your country. But yeah. here was my problem with the mineral. Ramble on. Get to your point, Dukes. Here's my thing. That mineral cut the rock, right? Okay, so it cut the rock. He got hurt. I'm sorry. He's Black Adam. He's not just the rock. He's Black Adam. Mm-hmm. The mineral cut Black Adam, and then they like never came back to it. Mm-hmm. It was just like it was a way for them to have him pass out, and then he wakes up, and it keeps the story moving along. But it seemed like if someone knew that this mineral was able to cut Black Adam, yeah. then they would utilize that as a weapon against him. That mm-hmm. was my first thought. Here's my second thought. 
when Tef Adam wakes up out of the water chamber, the the sleep chamber, that dude was way too powerful. He was like fighting guys with guns. I swear he got shot sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and he just kept running. I'm like, Tef Adam don't have no powers. How is he fighting all these people and, and mm-hmm. like getting shot? So those are my two complaints. Joe's mm-hmm. gonna refute both of them because he loves Black Adam. Well, the the first rebuke, you, you ever hear a woman that's has so much adrenaline she lifts up a car to save her kid? Remember that? Yeah, I, I remember hearing that in the well, you know, in why, the 80s. Why, why can't that black Adam do you that way in that? First and, ta- and then, you know what I mean? I'm taking it, bro. I, I like I said, I mean I was watching, I was like, Meh, yeah. but I kept going. Didn't yeah, it didn't take you know you know why, bro? Because it did a smooth like rock you everybody knows. Black Adam is the only one that could beat that guy, right? Yeah. So to hear the guy that said, hey, you can be the one that can make a difference because we can't beat him without you, you probably got hyped up. He said, well, maybe I can redeem myself with my son. Because that's his whole thing is, you know, for him to be exactly how his son is, which he's not going to, but he's going to be the closest thing he can. But to your point, those minerals, what if that's DC version of vibranium? And that's what brings yes. other people into his country, which Waller said, hey, make sure you, you we're, that's your prison. You're going to stay there. So if someone comes in into his country and try to steal that stuff and then take it away, it almost gives him a reason to leave it to go get it back. If you wanted to go that route. Yeah, I, dude, I love it. So look at Joe just making sure we keep those five nerd flags alive. Thank you. <laughs> you Next know, man, you know what? Any, Anything? I know you're you're the positive one of the group. Was there anything that you looked at and said, "Man, this is ruining my positivity"? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say ruin it, but there there was a couple things that I was like, "Ah, you know." Uh, I was watching with Steven, you know, from the Cult Podcast, and we're like, mm-hmm. what? "I go, why does this feel like such a DC movie?" You know, it's not it's not like it's bad. It's it's not that, but it, it has a DC feel. He goes, "I know what you're talking about. Like some of the maybe some of the CG or." you know, some of the stunts or something, but something about it, the darkness, it just felt DC. Like you could tell this was a DC movie, not a Marvel movie. And then after I went home, I was thinking about this because for some reason it was like in my head. And do you remember in Wonder Woman how like there was a, you know, there was a bunch of action fights here and there and there. And then you don't get the big bad till the very end. Like most movies, you've got a big bad that's kind of looming, right? Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden, boom, the big bad's formed. Right, and then you got to fight the big bad, take him down. Well, it was the exact same thing in Wonder Woman as it was in this, because it's like you didn't have the big Mm -hmm. bad; he was just fighting inner gang. You know, it's like you know lackeys, cronies, whatever. But uh, yeah, it it was it was interesting, you know, because it's Mm -hmm. a formula they've done a few times. Did they do it in Shazam as well? Yeah, they no, they kind of set the bad guy in the beginning. Remember, it was was, he was a kid, right? But did he have any powers then? No. I don't think I, he got his full powers till the end. So, I mean, it was just interesting to me. It, was, it wasn't like that was that bad a thing. Um, I don't know if you guys ever read the 52 comics. They're, you know, like when oh, the heck yeah. Like the so, yeah, Tef, you know, <laughs> well, Black Adam had a really big part of those, right? Not, not the whole new 52 series, but there was a series called 52. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in that, that was the first really understanding I had of Black Adam because I've seen the one that looks like the Vulcan with the pointy ears mm-hmm. way back in the day. But this one, very, he was very regal, 
who's very mm-hmm. people are beneath me they're ants so i was a little bummed that i didn't see that with the rock you know the rock was just like i don't want to be dealing with this it, you know I wish they would have played him a little bit more that way that I was familiar with, but of course that's just in there to me wanting what I want, what I what I know. You know. So. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, and this is what I gotta say about that: the reason why it's not a Marvel movie is because they're not doing corny ass jokes the whole movie. <laughs> let's take for that. Thor. Let's take Thor: Love and Thunder. Right? They had to introduce the baddie in the beginning. He didn't do anything till the end, anyways. So that's what Marvel does. Hey, let's say the big bad in the more in the beginning, and then don't do anything to the end. There's that's that's the, that's the Marvel format. DC doesn't do that because <laughs> well, not, you wasted the whole point. In, if you take Thor, yeah. you introduce a dude that's going to be dope, and then at the end he's not dope. <laughs> DC Black Black Adam and the Rock. The Rock knows ten years, but you don't have ten years. Let's be honest. Ten years, you don't have ten years. So what this movie did, and this is what I saw in this movie. This is what I got out of that movie. One, the dude came out of the box and said, hey, remember DC, right? Two, let me introduce some new characters that you can't compare them to anybody. And I'm going to throw those out there. Then I'm going to bring back Superman, which everybody knows to me. I think he's the best Superman for me. He's He's a good Superman. They bring him back and people were asking this guy to come back. And now he's back. Yeah. So he's done all the right things to get DC going because he knows he doesn't have that time. So if he wants to introduce a baddie towards the end of the movie, I'm okay with it because you you spend the first part of the movie introducing new characters. You got to get to know Black Adam. You got to know you get the new Cyclone, Doctor Fate, and and Adam Smasher. Brief moments that you have with those with the people, and you also get to see Waller. Now the question is, what does Waller have anything to do with the Justice Society when she was right. putting her, her own team together, the Suicide Squad? And does Hawkman know about that? So it's just like raising questions at the same time, creating something new. Oh, totally. I, you know, I'm not saying it's bad, but just so you know, I wasn't comparing it to Marvel. I'm just comparing it to movies in general. Like you, mm. like throughout time, you know, you've always yeah. had the bad guy introduced and work his way up, build up simultaneously. Mm-hmm. But it's just like all of a sudden it's like, boom, with these yeah. movies. Boom, there is a bad guy. And I'm like, I mean, it's, it's so worked for me. I was just seeing yeah. the similarities between that well, and you, like Wonder Woman. You also have to think like he's an anti, he's an anti-hero. He's not a hero. True. He's an anti-hero. So <laughs> the first part of the movie you got established, he kills. Heroes don't kill people. Yeah. So I mean, I he, kills, he kills people. <laughs> And so that's him, like, you're not a hero for kill people. And so you have to establish that and let people know that he's not a hero. He's an anti-hero. He's only going to look out for his people in his his country. If it doesn't benefit his country, he's just like, whatever. Which I like. It's it's one of those things where being nationalistic is Mm -hmm. the current state of the world. Everyone's in it for themselves. Yeah. Black Adam just personifies that. And I love it. Now, the thing about Amanda Waller that you mentioned, I'm calling this the Waller verse or the Amanda Waller verse, because I feel like all the good movies that are coming out from the DC EU proper. And when I say proper, I mean the Matt Reeves Batman universe. That's going to be his own universe. Uh, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker universe. That's going to be a different universe. So we're talking about like the, you know, the Batman with, um, you know, with, uh, what's his name? Ben Affleck. Matt Reeves. Ben Affleck. Thank you very much. So with Affleck and Cavill and, 
everyone like that. Um, you know, that to me, that's going to be the DCEU proper. Mm -hmm. But here's my point. I feel like Amanda Waller is going to have a hand in that universe. She's going to have a little bit everywhere. When when Joe was talking talking about Amanda Waller, I, I looked something up real fast. You know, she's got different divisions. She's just not working with the Suicide Squad. She has a different uh, organization that's called like Checkmate, right? Checkmate, uh, chess pieces on the board. If you think about it, Amanda Waller is the chess master of the DCEU. She's got the Justice Society. She's got the Suicide Squad. She's got this Checkmate team that we might bring in later. She's got her fingers in everything, and she's dealing with Superman. Uh, so in my opinion, yeah. I think what's what's going to develop is like Amanda mm -hmm. Waller is going to be the one pulling strings behind a mm -hmm. lot of this stuff. Yep. Uh, sort of like, yeah, that's what I think. That makes total sense. You know, what What did she do or what did uh, – how did Superman end up owing her one, right? She's like, I can call it a favor. And I'm like, well, this is how they bring in Superman. But like, how does he owe her a favor, <laughs> right? Uh, hey, Alfie, I know you're disguised. If you don't do this, I'll tell everyone you're Superman. Yeah, that's true. It's not that hard, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, she's not going to use him to do some bad stuff. But something like a Black Adam, she'll be like, hey. But then again, she's pretty smooth too. So she probably says it's a favor and it's probably not. If she just said, hey, yo, yeah. Superman, this guy's world level threat like you are. I need you to go over there. It's benef it benefits Earth. So if you if you say that to Superman, you know, but to, to your point, Alan, I could see her being like a Nick Fury because I remember we had talked about that. That's DC's universe of Nick Fury. The problem that I have with this whole DC revamp thing is – You've already established, you know, Matt Reeves' Batman. It was a good movie. You've already established the Joker, and that was a good movie. You already you can connect those because you've already established those characters. So if if I was watching it, which Batman am I gonna want to see? Am I gonna see the Matt Reeves version of Batman? I can't think of his name right now. Who played Batman? <laughs> Robert uh, Pattinson. Yeah, Robert Pattinson. Who 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 are we gonna get? Robert Pattinson? which Matt Reeves says he wants to do his own universe separate from that, but you're just confusing the audience. Or do you have Ben Affleck? Because he's coming back for Aquaman. He's also going to come back in Flashpoint. You know, and, and there's rumors of him signing a three-picture deal again. So the reason why he left anyways was because he was talking to Matt Damon. I don't know if you guys saw the interview where he's talking to Matt Damon, and Matt Damon said, he said Batman's killing him, so Matt Damon told him to leave the project. That's why he left. I have to wonder if it deals with uh, Warner Brothers. Now that the Warner Brothers have a new management with Discovery, I wonder if that ignites him to do his his original Batman movie with Deathstroke, with the script is already done. That brings up an interesting point because you know we, we've talked that we've talked a lot about um, you know Black Adam here, and I feel like Black Adam is the win that DC needed in order yeah. to get that next phase going. So, um, you know, one of the things that I want to talk about with you guys is just for the, you know, the, the rankings of all the, um, all the DC movies that have come out as far as first weekend, uh, box office totals, uh, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of justice, which to Alfonso's point, I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. Um, doomsday didn't appear until the end of the movie. That's right. right? Yeah, okay. he is correct. 
Uh, <laughs> Suicide Squad. The villain didn't actually appear because remember mm-hmm. there was one villain, but then at the end of the movie, it was the uh, the sorceress who was who basically became the villain. Right. Into the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man of Steel. Next up, uh, doesn't follow that. Uh, you know that that overall formula that brought in 116 million the first week. Wonder Woman, to Alfonso's point, same thing. They mm-hmm. bring in the big bad at the end of the movie. Yeah. Uh, Justice League. I don't know. Did whether it be the uh, you know the the original version or the Snyder version? Did they bring in the villain at the end of the movie? Well, if you're talking Dark Side, end of the movie. Yeah, I think the other one was like in the beginning. Because okay. they, they talked about it. Yeah, Stone, Steppenwolf. Yeah, Steppenwolf? right. Or Stonewolf. Yeah, it is. One of them. You are correct. Um, but yeah, dude, like, yeah, Alfie, Alfie's right in the beginning of the movie. Uh, let's see here. So that made $93 million the opening week. Aquaman, opening week, domestic. We're talking domestic. I know it, that's just Americans. And yeah, hey, we're American. We do what we want to do. $67 million, $67.8 million for Aquaman. I think that breaks uh, Alfonso's formula there because I think the villain was all the way through the movie. Uh, Black Adam comes in at sixty-seven million the opening week, and I'm going to say top ten, rounding it out. Even though it's not really the top ten, but you know it's an awesome movie. Shazam made fifty-three million opening week. Now, crazy thing is, Batman versus Superman had a budget of two hundred sixty-three million. Black Adam had a budget of 200 million and the most expensive movie was justice league with a budget of 300 million. So, you know, you can see that that (laughs) (laughs) you had $300 million. And in the first five (laughs) seconds of the movie, you gave us that mustache. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God, dude, that much money can make it disappear. Dude, people don't know if you don't know, Alfie has some bomb ass Photoshop. Alfie could have fixed that mustache for real cheap for you guys, bro. You know what I mean? He would have cut you a deal, bro, and he would have made that mustache disappear. Yeah. Alfonso could have hooked it up for all of us then, you know? Yeah. Okay, guys. Uh, I Like I said, I was super excited about Black Adam. I think it's going to be a great transition for the DCEU. So let's move it along a little bit. Uh, there was a big announcement today. Alfonso was the first person to post it on our timeline. He said, look now. Yes, sir. This might be cap. So (laughs) don't quote me. (laughs) But James Gunn Mm -hmm. is going to be uh, one half along with Peter Safran of the lead as far as production and direction. They are the two people. They are the twin Kevin Feige's of Disney or Disney Studios, Dukes, <laughs> DC Studios. Uh, so this is where they're going. Joe, you are the man who stood by DC when I made fun of them for years, right? And I wouldn't give them any props until Shazam come out. I'm going to let you take this one first. What are you thinking? I'm thinking we talked about this in episode two back in the day about JJ or not James Gunn. We talked about that. And I remember the question that I had asked you was, with James Gunn in this, what do you think? And you had said it would be the right step for DC moving forward if they got James Gunn a part of everything, right? And we called that a long time ago, like three years ago. And look at us now. So 
the, the, the everything is right for DC. The ten year plan is looking kind of bad. and we, and also on the episode we talked about loyalty, right? And and we said when Marvel and Disney was like, "Yo, you're fired," this and that. Then he, that's when he got that contract to do the Suicide Squads. We had talked about like where's the loyalty and and if DC would have a shot if. They said, hey, you want to come and do some stuff with us? Because the loyalty is they they went out and they said, we don't care what you did 15 years ago. People can change. Let's come make this money. And it's it's a good sign with that. It's a good sign with Rock being involved with everything. What, what I'm excited for is if you did bring back Superman, you bring back Batman and Woman Woman still, then you have Aquaman, right? And then if you bring back Cyborg, now you have Hawkman. Now you have Adam Smasher. You have Cyclone. You have Dr. Fate. Bro. What what Black Adam did was establish more characters that you can throw in a mix to a Justice League or a Justice Society. And with J.J. Ambram, you know this guy's a genius. Not J.J. Ambram, sorry, James Gunn. He's a, he's a genius, right? When it comes to getting certain characters that no one cares about and making them something. And, you know, with him at the helm, he's approving everything with the producer who's produced, you know, like some good movies. Bro, starting to look, it's starting to look bright. But I know we're speaking too soon because once Black Panther jobs, we'll say. <laughs> but DC's looking bright. You know, one thing that I really love is that lately Joe's been pointing out that you can like more than one thing. Like when we mm-hmm. were all young nerds, it was like you can only like Star Trek or Star Wars, but you can't like both. You can't yeah. like both. Yeah. But now you can like both. So I'm like, hey, you yeah. know what? Black Panther may bring the DC, excuse me, the MCU back to where it needs to be. Right. And DC can start to get some footing. One of the mm-hmm. things you talked about, Joe, was loyalty. And when I was doing a little bit of research, I was like, who is this Peter Safran guy? I never heard of him. But then when I did the research, I realized he's been deep in the DC EU for quite some time. And he's already had his, his fingers in a lot of other stuff. He worked with James Gunn on a lot of James Gunn's movies, like already, like you guys may have not have seen the Belco experiment. You probably should. It's like a really cool movie. It's kind of like battle Royale in an office building. Uh, but him and James and James Gunn worked on that together. Um, he also worked on Aquaman Shazam. And when I say worked on, he was the producer mm-hmm. uh, Shazam. He worked on the suicide squad with James Gunn. He worked on peacemaker with James Gunn. He's worked on Aquaman too. So, when you talk about loyalty, this mm-hmm. dude has already proved himself for DC, right? Yeah. The yeah. highest grossing DC mover movie ever with $1.1 billion worldwide was Aquaman. Yes, sir. This dude has proved himself, right? Mm-hmm. And then he says, you know what? I'm going to bring in the dude who I've worked with before who is probably one of the most creative men in Hollywood right now. And that's loyalty, you know? Yeah. DC was loyal to him. He's mm-hmm. loyal to James Gunn, and yeah. that's why this is going to work. Yeah. It's a good move. Yeah, absolutely. So, so what, what's cool is right now you're going to have Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 coming out. That's all advertisement for James Gunn to take for the sure. arm over here in DC. For sure. Right? For sure. Oh, man. And then, <laughs> hey, what, what about that other guy who was in charge of DC movies for a little bit? What happened? He just came in to destroy Batgirl, and that was it? You know, take Michael yeah. Keaton away from us again? That's messed I, up. Well, I think Discovery just said, no, we're yeah. not doing that. 
Uh, if you listen to like um, The Rock's interviews, 2007, yeah. he's been wanting to do Black Adam. And, and WB wasn't like, nah, bro, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. Like, he had to fight how many years, bro? Like, 17 years, just about, just to get that movie out? No, not 17. Probably 15, I think. I don't know. I'm too tired to do that. Yeah, but, but, yeah, but, like, the, the time and the energy, he said, no. They even offered him Shazam, bro. And he was like, bro, I'm not Shazam or Black Adam. And I'm like, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Yeah. But... Yeah, so like I appreciate like if you li- if you listen to what The Rock said and when and they asked him, hey, are you coming from Marvel? He just says, I appreciate what Kevin Feige is and what the Marvel and what they've done, but why can't I be, be- just as good like a different type of apple that you know you know you don't have to have the same kind of apple as him? And I'm like, dude, the guy's thinking like he he's such a DC fan. He wants to see DC. He wants to bring up DC, and I think that guy that's a good guy to build around. And like I said, yeah. like. He created so many characters just in this just in this one movie. People are focusing on the story. They're like, oh, the stories, bro, comic book stories. You know what I mean? Like, neither good or they're bad. I mean, you take it from what it is, man. You get to see your superheroes or your villains fight. That's just what a superhero movie is. It's not, it's not endgame, it's not infinity war, but it's it's a good movie for what it was. And what it did was establish characters for us to build upon. And that's what I appreciate. And then with JJ or, J, or James Gunn, why I keep saying JJ Ember? Why is that in my head? You know what it is? Because you said <laughs> Star Wars and Star Trek. That's why. Good point. Yeah. And, and it's just, but yeah, you know, with James Gunn aboard, that, I mean, the creativity that that guy is going to have, because, you know, even though to your point, the Suicide Squad didn't make the top 10, it was still a good movie. Oh, awesome. A really good movie. And so <laughs> it seems like the guy that's in charge, the main dude, is really doing his research on who he's going to get on his team. Because for you to try to make a taco at Marvel and Disney and Kevin Feige, uh, you better be on top of your game. You can't just be like saying, hey, I got a 10-year plan and it's going to be whack. <laughs> that That's factual, bro. And one of the things that I noticed when I was doing research, and this is just kind of a throwaway, is uh, you know James Gunn's wife is in... Uh, peacemaker she does mm-hmm. work for amanda waller i guess she had some scenes in black adam mm-hmm. so it's not like oh wow that that means something but you know i'm sure if she was on oh, the that set, means something yeah you know i'm sure that, that in some way james gunn and the rock had some sort of interaction and that's going to continue mm-hmm. what wasn't she down there in the uh underwater prison wasn't yes that her? maybe with the clipboard that's you mean that yeah, scene that's where Black yeah. Adam woke up and was suddenly bulletproof? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that scene right there. Hey, hey, but he is bulletproof. I don't care. He, he <laughs> yeah. So so today we, we have learned today that there are re- repercussions for taking $90 million and throwing it away. <laughs> you lose your job and they give it to James Gunn, which they should have done in the first place. Yeah, exactly. You know, I wonder if that wasn't all intentional uh, just because – a lot of times I worked for a corporation a while back where they wanted to get bought out by another company. So they made the guy, a guy, a president of the company who had a degree, like a corporate degree in buyouts. So like he was there specifically. So another company could buy him out. And I wonder if, even though it looks like this guy got dismissed, if his whole thing, he just had to find a way to make the DCEU profitable so that they could have this clean slate. (laughs) 
You know, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was say the rock just came in, lay it to smack it down, and he was gone. Yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of disappointments, I didn't get one rock bottom in Black Adam, man. What's up with that? I think that's good. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, I he's mean, himself. yeah, it's it's uh, too referential, you know, it yeah. kind of be, um, yeah, too much. Yeah. So here's what's up next for DC. Now, I, I think this next movie, which is supposed to be coming out in March, is probably going to be the biggest movie of all time. Uh, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. <laughs> I think that trailer just looks amazing. Does it? <laughs> But no, it does. I'm, I'm stoked for it, but why three old ladies? What's that about? Come on. Yeah, bro. Because it's two. It's two old ladies. And <laughs> the golden uh, girls. <laughs> it's two. And yeah, I, I don't know. Is it two? I, I thought it was cool. three. Is it two or three? <laughs> I don't know. Lucy Liu. Yes, Lucy Liu and a girl from Fast and the Furious. Yeah. <laughs> I if there's a third one, I haven't seen her in the trailers. <laughs> Alfonso got that extended cut trailer. There's <laughs> Betty White. There's Betty Hat White. Ruth McCannahan. <laughs> B. Arthur. Wait, is there three? I, I don't even remember, bro. I, I think there's two. I think you're right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just... <laughs> I think it's going to be cool. I'm I'm really looking oh. forward to this. Uh, then I don't think this one is going to happen. But they're saying in June of 2023, uh, they may release the Flash. I don't mm-hmm. think that's going to. Yeah. I think they're saying that, uh, that they called in that guy to do reshoots, too. You mean uh, Ezra Miller? Mm-hmm. I read about huh. that. I didn't realize they got reshoots. They, yeah. they, bailed, yeah. they bailed them out? They, 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 I hope they not. Did some reshoots. Here's, here's the thing, too, like because Ben Affleck's supposed to be in it, and so is um, Michael Keaton. Yeah. So it's like... I don't know. Might as well at this point call it Flashpoint Batman. I, I don't know. Michael Keaton's not making a lot of uh, not making a lot of headway over there DC lately. Yeah, no. maybe they're gonna try to find a way to salvage the role that Keaton was gonna play in Batgirl. You know, and yeah. mm-hmm. maybe we can I, see. I, I, I think it'd be cool if if by the end of the movie, what I mean about them doing the reshoots is at the end of the movie when they reset it, it's not Ursa Miller. It's like a new flash. <laughs> right. That would be cool. That would be dope, right? It, it'd be yeah. the world shift. Dope if it was the guy that if it was Grant Gustin, the guy that plays the CW Flash, because everybody says yeah. he's like Flash. He's really good. But it would Absolutely. be dope if it just was like reset and then he's the new Flash, and then you don't gotta worry about Ursa Miller. And that's the perfect way to get him out. Or and then you could do it with your new Batman, whatever Batman you want. Absolutely. So there's a possible multiverse aspect of this, which yeah. would be very cool. Now, I know Joe loves Blue Beetle. He used to hype up Blue mm-hmm. Beetle. Joe's looking at yeah. me like, I don't like Blue Beetle. Uh, that's looking like, like August. Okay, okay. Yeah, I do like Blue Beetle. That's it's, the, it, uh, has a, I don't... it has a kid from uh, Cobra Kai. He's dope, yes. dude. I can't remember his name, but he's dope. I'm so bad at names. Sholo. He's, he's dope, though. Is it Sholo? Sholo, something or other. Are you trying to say Cholo? No, his name is Sholo. That was oh. rude, Alfonso. Just calling him yeah. Cholo like that. Well, I'm a Cholo. We We're going to have to edit that out. <laughs> uh, but he's dope. That movie should be dope. I mean, Blue Beetle yeah. is dope, dude. Yeah. yeah. 
And then and that's uh, Christmas. And now you got yeah. Blue Peter. You got another character like you're introducing. Like you could totally like you're setting up. Anyways, I'm kind of hyped up, but I don't know. They might let me down again. Anyways, what were you saying? And and here's the thing. Um, it's kind of the Marvel formula, but Marvel was forced to do it. We've established the big three. Mm -hmm. I feel like people might be getting burned out on the big three. So what they're mm -hmm. giving us instead, they're giving us all these new characters that people aren't really familiar with. And they're, they don't have attachments to, they don't have expectations. You can build them yep. up fresh. Marvel had to do that because they sold away the rights to all their characters. You know, <laughs> yeah. so it's like Joe always says, nobody cared about Iron Man or the Avengers. <laughs> it was X-Men all day, you know? All day. All day. X-Factor. Every day. It was it was X X Men X Factor New Mutants all day. Yes, absolutely. And then and then and then throw in like some X Force, but that was just a remix of the other three comics. But those yeah, are the three main. Terminators. Me. Yeah, those are the those are the three main ones for me. Yeah, and then Aquaman uh, Lost Kingdom is going to be December of 2023. Yeah, you know I'm hyped so that. Yes, I. Didn't really like Aquaman, and this is kind of a contradiction. I don't like the version of Aquaman that they have in DCEU because I feel like he's not Aquaman. Any version of Aquaman in the comic books, he's definitely not the dude from the Super Friends. He's just like, hey, it's their own interpretation. So I have a hard <laughs> time accepting that version, but uh, I enjoyed the movie. You know, uh, they're going to have to cut out. I'm not even going to go there. It's just a dark path. I don't want to go down. Yeah. yeah. X-Man, what's your thoughts on uh, those? all these movies coming out? My thoughts are we got to watch Aquaman 2 to put more money in Johnny Depp's pocket. Yes, I agree <laughs> with that. Bills have got to be paid. Mm -hmm. No, but yeah. No, I'm, I'm super stoked for all these movies. Uh, Blue Beetle, I, I was seriously thinking that that one was going to be on the cutting room floor right after Batgirl. And I was right. super bummed about that. Right. Because that kid, yeah, he's he's good, and he's just, mm -hmm. you know, it's a good story. It's a good story. I mean, I don't know if they're going to incorporate Ted Kord at all, the original Blue Beetle. But, you know, he didn't really have any powers. He was basically want to be Batman, almost Moon Knight, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and then Flash, I mean, if we ever get that movie, um, I'm sure there's a way. I mean, with the time they're taking, they might as well have just CG'd somebody else in there, you know. <laughs> But I, I do want to yeah. see that movie. Uh, I, I like I like the Flash. Uh, it's a shame that it's just been sullied in such a way. But I'm stoked for mm -hmm. all these. Um, oh, and I had a thought about Shazam too. Shazam, a different big bad at the end. Anyways, it's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. You know, I yeah. don't think that Shazam and Black Adam are going <laughs> to cross paths for yeah. at least. I don't know, five, six years. Yeah. Maybe, Just because uh, who else is as powerful as Superman? Shazam. I think you're wrong. Black Adam. I mean, obviously, same oh. power set, but, right. you know, given the fact that Superman is, uh, you know, um, susceptible to magic and Black Adam's powers are based on magic, I feel like he is the going to be the primary challenge to superman in the dceu yeah unless they start working together yeah i think you're wrong yeah there there's a comic book that i read which i absolutely yeah. love superman shazam where they did mm -hmm. team up yeah. so yeah 
But I think you're wrong, though. They're not going to do it in five years. They they don't have. They can't wait for five years, and this is why they can't wait for five years. To your point, you said DC has momentum, right? Mm -hmm. Because you have momentum, you don't take a break. You got to put your foot on the throttle, and you got to make moves, and you got to keep moving in that direction. Black Adam is not going to be the big baddie of DC. If the if the main guy has, I can't remember his name because you know I suck at names. If he has a ten year plan, he's got to build up the 10-year plan. If you want to be like Marvel, you need to have the main villain. Like a dark side would be a good, you know, like if they did it better than what Jack, uh, Zack Snyder did. But the Black Adam is not going to be the main baddie. He's an anti-hero. So you could do Superman 2 and then have Black Adam in it. What if they did some research in Shazam and um, Black Adam's in it or even Superman? And it could lead into something. It that could lead into cool. You know, so I don't think I think they got to do it maybe two, two years, three years. But I don't think they have five years because that's going to be half of what they said the 10 year plan is. And I don't think they're going to wait that long for half or 10 years to make an, a black Adam against Superman because everybody wants to see that now. So let's just say if they if it did it after Shazam and you came up with a Superman movie, then you could do the trilogy of like they made, they made an anime special of that, too. Yeah. That you can watch on HBO Max. Well, you know. I, the, they've done it before in the books quite a bit where, mm-hmm. I mean, you've got Black Adam who is willing to kill, who is willing to put people's lives at risk, yeah. right? So Superman can't really compete with that because he's too busy worrying about everything else. So you need Superman and Shazam to take on Black Adam because neither one of them would do it alone because he doesn't mm-hmm. really care about life as much as they do. So, you know, I classic comic book, you know, there's a big misunderstanding we got to duke it out for a little bit. Yep. Oh, you know what? Our bad. We got a bigger bad. And let's go take care of that. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we can get something like that. Yeah. Because it, it, I could see them starting off and they're just tearing mm-hmm. everything up. Billy Batson's sure. like, you know, there's too much chaos going on over there. I'm going to go help. He goes, yeah. and helps. Next thing you know, then they're doing something else. But who knows what movie yeah. that would be? Would, would that be mm-hmm. a Superman, a Shazam, Black Adam movie? Who knows? Mm-hmm. I've got an additional question for you, gentlemen. And uh, Joe definitely propagated this question let's say dceu phase two let's say that phase one is done phase one ended with uh black adam let's just say who is the big bad for phase two the reason i ask that is because you have black adam who's a badass powerhouse Mm -hmm. you have superman and you also have shazam who could possibly be such a high-level threat that all three of them would have to in some way interact in Phase 2 in order to fight that one character? Who's the big bad in DCEU Phase 2? If you, For me, if you redo it right and recast it, Lex Luthor. <laughs> if you do it right, because he could go back in and still... The Ethier? I don't know what you call it, Alan. I'm bad at names. Oh, you mean uh, Peter Safran? No, 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 no. Lex Luthor. Like the, the minerals in Kakistan? I can't remember. Out of titanium? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, he could still he could steal that from back at him. You know what I mean? Yeah. For his research. He he can dabble with Amanda Waller. Try to manipulate her. And of course, you have the Superman thing. And, you know, you have the Batman thing. Like... I think they dropped the ball on the Lex Luthor and who he was because he's such a badass that you have that main 
antagonist that you can use to set up the first part of like the the uh, the ten year span and have Lex Luthor be a part of all that with Amanda Waller. Because I think Amanda Waller would be fit better as like a to your point, Alan, Nick Fury type of role. And then Lex Luthor can be the main antagonist. And then from there, you could go to Dark Side towards the end, whatever you want to do it. But Dark Side, you really, you really need him in there because he's he's like basically Thanos. So you kind of you kind of want to see him done right. And you could do a lot more setting things up with him too. Yeah. X Man. So okay. So at first I was like Amanda Waller. No, Lex Luthor. No, Amanda Waller. You know what? The two working together would probably be great. But since Joe already went that route, I'm going to go mm -hmm. another route. We're going to go with Lobo. The main Not a man. bad idea. Yeah, it's, it'd be good to see Lobo. Yeah. Yeah, it would be. For some reason, I'm thinking Mr. Mitzelblick. I, I, because oh. he that might is, he's more psychological. He's, he's mm -hmm. more mental and less of a physical threat. And, you know, he can obviously jump around dimensions. So you could yeah. have him interact with, uh, you know, like the uh, Matt Reeves Batman or the mm -hmm. Joker, which isn't likely. But, you know, even the, um, you know, the old school Michael Keaton Batman, he, he yeah. could be jumping around in all these different multiverses and they could do an infinite crisis if they wanted mm -hmm. to, because Mitzelplick could be everywhere. So yeah. I'm going out on a limb. Um, you know, that's what I'm saying, Mitzelplick. Yeah. Well, with James Gunn, you never know, because you know oh, he's gonna so true. he's he's gonna he's gonna do the big bad thing. Like it's gonna be like a big bad villain that they all have to come against. And that and that's another thing. If you establish all these characters, they have to fight someone that has other characters they can fight as well. Like you know, like generals or anybody yeah. underneath the main villain. But with James Gunn, you know he's gonna come in, and you know he's gonna come in and be like, "All right, this guy's gonna be the main dude. We're gonna do these stories, and it's gonna lead up to this main guy." Yeah. So with that, it was making me think Eclipso. Remember Eclipso with a little dark diamond? You put it in people's foreheads. Next thing you know, mm -hmm. they're working for him. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, there's that. There's um, what's the bat who laughs? Is that what that is? That, that uh, Batman who laughs. Yeah. That would be dope. Yes. You know, and he's just a man, but still yeah. so much That would more. be dope. Mm -hmm. That would be dope. Yeah. I, I I would go with Alfonso's suggestion. Batman who laughs. Yeah. He's topical. Yeah. Uh, now that Alfonso said that, I got to run out and buy every copy Ooh. of the first appearance of Batman who laughs. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna pay for my son's college if he ever decides yeah. to go. That's a that's a good one, Alfie. I could see that. Yeah. I would love that. That's that's a good that's a good one to throw out there. I'm just gonna say, gentlemen, that I've never really been a DCEU fan, but I'm excited about what's coming up with DCEU and the announcement of James Gunn today. Thank you, Alfonso, for being first on the scene to uh -oh. release that yes, news. And sir! Joe, thanks for being two years ahead of everyone else telling us this is what's going to happen. That's pretty dope. Joe said it first. No, uh, hey, so I'm excited, we, guys. We Alfonso. We as a, as a group said it first. No, we. Joe's getting this one. I was probably the saying DC sucks. James Gunn can make it better. No, no, you actually were saying James can make it better. Can make it better, but that was like like DC's lowest, man. Wow. Yeah. Right, lowest point. Yeah, that's when we were recording podcast in like yeah. in your car, uh, my wife's car. In your, yeah, you watched... <laughs> Alfie, I don't know if you know, we had like we had the mic 
hanging around the rear rearview mirror, and we're like testing, 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 and we did it. <laughs> nice. It was awesome. I think I saw how that picture it was pretty dope. Yeah, um, it was pretty dope. Yeah. X Man, I'm going to turn it over to you for final thoughts on Shazam, Black Adam, the DCEU as a whole. What are your final thoughts on uh, what we discussed today? I, I'm just super stoked to see where this is going to go. I mean, right now, you're not disappointed with Black Adam at all. You know, uh, with James Gunn at the helm, I know the other guy's there too, but you know, to, he's just a producer. With James Gunn at the helm, mm-hmm. Man, I don't, I don't know if this guy's let me down yet. I mean, I got to, I guess, research some of the stuff that he's done before, but I don't think he has. And, you know, for somebody who started off in Tromaville, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Tromaville and Toxic Avenger, like cheesy, schlocky stuff. And to be the god that he is now, I am super stoked. Very nice. Joe, you've been the supporter of the DCEU in their dark times and their good times, so... Uh, what are your final thoughts to close this out? So my final thoughts is this. Let me paint a picture. When was wrestling so good, right? It was when WCW was really competing with WWF, going back and forth. Not one was better than the other, depending on the ratings. But it was going neck to neck to neck. And that was we got some of the best things that we could see on wrestling on both platforms. DC, I'm talking to you. This is what I need from you. I need you to rekindle that that memory that I had of them, WCW and WWF, WWE, WWF, it doesn't matter, going at each other, and we had good content. I want James Gunn, and if you guys can make good content so we can go back and forth where we can just sit back and enjoy both versions of your storytelling from DC and Marvel, that's what I'm looking forward to, and I'm hyped up. This concludes this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. So until next time, ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, I am NWO. We are NWO. Nerds redefined. Booyah!